into whatever they were selling because to me they created it, the 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 orthochromatic, which I didn't even know until you and I were talking about it offline. And then I was like, we have to talk about this on the podcast. But I just thought, okay, academy ratio, they went even more boxy than academy ratio, right? Yeah. They went pre-academy ratio. So that's something we have to update in the post about the trailer. Um, but they shot on like black and white stock orthochromatic in that little old box and the way it, it all comes together with the way it's framed, with the way the shots are put together, with the way the shadows are, that you are, it's a time capsule. It's an artistic experience. It's someone truly playing with the medium. And those little pieces build to a bigger whole. And I think that you can't like, you know, we have, we post all the time about, you know, a film grain look you can get using X, Y, or Z. It does not replicate what this feeling is when you watch this trailer uh and it's a you know if you love film and you have the shorthand in your mind of what those early silence or uh even like i'm so i'm surprised i want to get to this other point real quick you said that they started going panchromatic as late as 1939 with kodak i started doing that i i need to reread my old american cinematographers but i feel like film was predominantly orthochromatic through the 20s and I feel like plus X and double X and some of the other stocks that we associate with panchromatic black and white, I feel like the Academy Awards for those. Now, it's possible the stock came out in 34 and it didn't get the Technical Academy Award till 37, 38. Like, I don't know my history that well. But I feel like panchromatic stocks really came into the fore in the mid to late 30s. David Mullen, if he listens to this podcast, will know the exact dates they came out and will correct me about it. You know, um, when yeah. I, yeah, when I think about, I mean, I'm a big not just through film school and film theory, but just as an actual fan, I like like really old movies. I like silent movies, and I particularly like a lot of the Hollywood movies of the 1930s when I feel still it still is the true golden age, if you really know what you're talking about, of Hollywood. But even though the 70s and some people say the 90s now as well fit into that potential category, but I didn't realize movies like Grand Hotel were shot on this orthochromatic stock. Some of like the biggest sort of defining early major Hollywood movies. Uh, so I kind of want to go back and look. And now I'm wondering about like Stagecoach, which I know is 1939, but has some of like, uh, the Stagecoach would have been, no, Stagecoach would have been uh, panchromatic. That would have been, okay. Uh, the big thing in the late 30s was getting up to 200 ASA. So there was 50 ASA Pancro, I think by the mid 30s, and then 200 ASA Pancro is what came out 38, 39. That's double X that everybody would have been super excited about. So I think... I mean, I'm sure Stagecoach would have been Pancro. Citizen Kane was Pancro, for instance. Yeah, because so. by then, because that's 41, and by then you're doing a, they're doing a lot more in low light. Yeah. And I assume, I mean, low light by t- by, by their standards. <laughs> by their standards. Yeah, yeah, I just imagine those giant things throwing tons of yeah. light. But like, yes. Uh, but this again, this movie, man, I can't wait to see it because, like, I mean, just t- talking. You can also think about like Fritz Lang movies or like any number of like black and white silence movies from the twenties, the Chaplin movies. It really yeah. does evoke the emotional experience those movies do. And if you like movies as a film watcher or filmmaker or whatever, if you ever get a chance to see something like a silent from the twenties projected anywhere, go check it out because I think,